Well, welcome. And um, it is Friday. Welcome to Friday, the 19th of, of June. Um, friends, the Lord is good. He's a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. So, Lord, as we come to you today, we we humbly confess, we recognise our limitations. We recognise that we don't know what it's going to hold. But you do. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so right now, in a moment of devotional quiet, we hold our day out to you. We decide to set aside this moment to centre our minds and our hearts on you. Would you gather up our scattered senses and focus them on you? Father, we bring you our sin and we thank you through Christ for the assurance of forgiveness we have in him. Would you be our rescuer? And we're here for you because we know that you're here for us. And so we bring a large measure of expectation this morning. and We pray that you'd fill us up, that we wouldn't forget what we have looked at that we wouldn't be like that person who looks in the mirror and forgets what they look like in the scriptures, but that we would end up being different as a result of the next few minutes in your word. Thank you, Lord. Be our portion. Well, here we are in Psalm 28, which is a Psalm of David. To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift up my hands towards your most holy place. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbours but harbour malice in their hearts. Repay them for their deeds and for their evil work. Repay them for what their hands have done and bring back on them what they deserve. Because they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord and what his hands have done. He will tear them down and never build them up again. Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Well, here in this psalm, we have a the journey of a testimony, if you like. We have the moment of need in verse 1. To you, Lord, I call. You're my rock. Don't turn a deaf ear to me. And, of course, a deaf ear is even more unkind than no ear at all. It has the pretense of listening without the reality. And he's saying, please, please don't say that you're going to listen to me without listening. Please don't 
hear my prayer without acting accordingly. And how often do we feel that in our moments of need? We say, Lord, I know that the scriptures say that you're my rock. I know that my testimonies of the past demonstrate that you're my rock. But please, Lord, I pray that you really would be rock solid for me in this moment. Don't be a deaf ear for me now. Please listen. Please act. And then there's the call for mercy. He prays. He approaches God's holy place, which we know through the new covenant is is through Christ, who is the way, the truth and the life. In our language of the new covenant, he's praying in Jesus' name. And then notice the journey of the testimony isn't yet through because he detects an answer. He detects that the Lord has listened. He's acted on his cry. Verse 6, praise be to the Lord for he has heard my cry for mercy. And I just wonder how often we will see the journey of our testimonies through. So often we'll have that moment of need and we will cry out and pray and we'll beg God to hear us and act. And then when he does, I wonder whether we complete that journey of testimony and return to him and praise him and say, thank you for hearing my cry for mercy. Do you remember the gospel story of the lepers and only one? came back to thank the Lord Jesus. But the journey of the testimony is not yet through because he praises the Lord and then it's as if he turns outward for others to listen and he says, listen guys, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. He helps me. My heart leaps for joy. With my song, I'll praise him. It's almost like the the journey of the testimony is complete when, not when there's an answer, The answer has to be succeeded by his praise of the Lord and his praise of the Lord has to be succeeded by his public praise of the Lord so that others can eavesdrop in. And I wonder whether there is a testimony that you have been given by the Lord that you haven't yet completed. You haven't yet praised him, returned to him to thank him. Or perhaps you've done that, but you haven't yet made your praise public amongst others and said, listen, guys, this is what God has done for me. Tell it on WhatsApp, Facebook, in conversation, on the phone, but make it public. What a wonderful prayer to finish with. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Heavenly Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters listening to this this morning. I pray that you'd be their shepherd, Lord Jesus, the good shepherd, and I pray that you'd carry them, not just today, not just this week, but forever into eternity. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, we've had a little bit of music last few podcasts. We're going to have another um, liturgical prayer. Um, I feel that the times have changed a bit. It feels a little different. It's um, not so much in the time of praying for and clapping for healthcare workers. That's died down, at least for the moment. But this prayer still seems apt. It's called the liturgy for those who've not belly laughed recently. We've prayed this once before, but I thought it'd be apt for this morning. Let's pray. O Christ, you've not called us servants, but friends. 
And is there any true friendship in which laughter is not the glue that binds? Much has been made of your reputation as a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, but perhaps you are a God who rises from the grave and eats breakfast on the shore with your friends, your love scarred side splitting with divine laughter, sharing your joy. And we confess, Lord, that we've not obeyed the command to be joyful always. We've forgotten that you exhort us to become like little children, careless in the care of you. But like Sarah, we only laugh in our barrenness and the cavern of disbelief. Lord, we acknowledge the ever-widening gulf inside us, the stew of sin and sorrow and loneliness, the pulse of Eden growing faint in our veins. In the face of all that threatens, we ask for the impossible, the loudest, fullest, belly-deep laugh, a gift from our scandalously playful Father. O Lord, we ask that you help us to, as the poet suggests, be joyful, even though we have considered all the facts. Envelop us in divine hilarity, take our cynicism and trade it for delight. Teach us the language of levity. Grief is but an interlude, a shadow, and joy is the truest substance for those who know you. May we laugh deeply with those we love, and alone with you in the secret place, for in this we rejoice with the tongues of the redeemed and practice resurrection. There is no shame in laughing with sorrow, for to laugh is to trust in you, to believe that the rug we roll upon will not be pulled out, to understand that the author has given us a peak of eternity, and we know how the story ends. Amen. Well, amen indeed. Here's wishing for many belly laughs for you and yours this weekend. Love and prayers as ever from Bailey House. Bye now.